Hello and welcome back. My name is Luke and you're listening to another episode of the Next Stage podcast by Web Summit, taking you inside the minds of business and cultural leaders from around the world. It's Wednesday, and every Wednesday we're looking at some of the best and brightest minds that Web Summit has to offer. So sit back, relax, and listen in as we hear from the leading minds and industry giants from all over the planet. Uh, today we're bringing you a conversation with Cristina Fonseca, famous for being one of the founders of uh, Portuguese Unicorns uh, Talk Desk, and also now uh, starting a new career in investment, uh, also always connected to the startup scene in Portugal. And Cristina, this is where I think we can begin our conversation. Um, now, I was researching this a little bit. Portugal stands out really in the world of startups, can take bear, bearing in mind our size and the size of the population. Um, Portugal has three unicorns, whereas most countries with a comparable population don't even figure on the list. I think the only ones that come close are Israel and um, is it uh, Belgium, I believe, with uh, seven and three respectively. So is it a surprise to see Portugal doing this well on the list? And what is it that we're doing right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, first of all, thank you so much for having me. It's, 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 it's a pleasure, although not in person. Uh, in regards to Portugal and, and the tech scene, I would say like we have amazing tech talent, which is what's what's needed, like one of the one of the most important foundational elements to to create like successful tech companies. But then probably another very important factor is the size of our market, because our market is too small. When an entrepreneur starts a company, that person thinks global from day one. And I mean, like with exception to few markets that are huge, like the US or, or, or China or India, for a company to become a standard globally, that company needs to target like the world. And that's what great entrepreneurs in Portugal are doing. Like, you, although you start here, um, what you do is you target the world with your solution. Uh, so that's for sure one of the reasons that contributes to that success. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Christina, speaking about your, your own career, uh, you started uh, TalkDesk um, very young, and it all started out in rather a curious fashion. Uh, I think you, you ran the idea into a, for a competition to win a computer, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, did you ever imagine that things would go this well? Like, of course not. Uh, we were uh, super young, naive, 23-year-olds coming out of university. Uh, we participated in a, in, a, in a competition to win a computer. Uh, and with that, we built the first prototype of TalkDesk. Um, but that's a great example. Um, I think we had, the, the, our incentive was not to create this huge company. Our incentive was, I want to use technology to solve problems um, and do that through software as a service that I can just put on the internet. And suddenly I'm not limited anymore by the size of my local market. Because before, I mean, to create a, 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 a huge business out of Portugal, it was tough. Like you'd never think, oh, I'm going to get investment. People are going to give me money up front and I'm going to invest for growth. That entire mindset didn't exist traditionally in Portugal. And I'm talking 10 years ago. It's, it's not even uh, 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 ages ago. It's 10 years ago. Um, so of course, we never imagined. We were very fortunate to, to start and like doing everything online um, brought us to the U.S., Uh, So we did an accelerator program. Uh, We were taught like how this tech mindset of of creating and scaling companies worked. Uh, We got amazing investors without, um, and I think like being an investor these days, 
I can't recall enough how good investors can really make a difference in how far you go uh, and your trajectory. And that was also for sure one of the key components of our, of our success. Now, but before I move on to that issue of, of the investors and the mindset that you've just mentioned, uh, just a curious twist to that story of, of how everything started. Did you ever actually get your hands on that computer? Because I know that wasn't easy. <laughs> no, that was not easy. So the computer uh, uh, stayed in the costumes. Uh, we couldn't get it. We were supposed to pay. It was like a huge uh, 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 bureaucracy adventure. Eventually, the computer was sent back to the States. Uh, and then in the same, then we told the people, okay, we are going to the state, so we are going to pick it up. Like, th don't bother it with with sending it again. So uh, uh, it was a little bit of an hilarious story. Uh, we didn't even have money to pay for 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 the taxes, um, so that was fun. It's 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 quite fun to look back at that. Yeah, and another age. Now, as you were saying, uh, you found a very different mindset when you were in Silicon Valley. People saying, um, how much money do you need to make this work? And you, you mentioned recently in a podcast that this was, this was stunning for you because it was nothing that you were used to in, in Portugal. So the mindset was obviously very different between the US and Portugal at the time. Is it still very different? I mean, no. I, like, it can be, but uh, 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 10 years ago in Portugal, no one understood what an entrepreneur was. And these days, like that changed massively. And of course, Web Summit contributed to it uh, uh, on, on, on a very important level. Uh, but these days, that mindset of, I'm gonna create a company, I'm gonna get uh, uh, raise money and get investment upfront to invest in growth, but tackle this huge opportunity this is now part of the Portuguese mindset as well, um, which is quite good. Because the opportunity, I really believe the next couple of years, opportunities are in Europe. Uh, some of these success companies, successful companies were created in the US or are very linked to the US, but were created by European founders. And most of those founders are coming back to Europe, like staying, they, under, they now have the playbook, they understand what it takes, they have the network, the connections, they know how to raise money. Um, and I mean, like they chose to move back to, to, to Europe, some of them forced by the pandemic or, or, or they are rethinking a little bit what's important in life and wanna be closer to their families. Um, so I see a huge opportunity in Europe. Mm -hmm. Is that one of the reasons why you decided to move into investment? So moving into investment, it's fun because uh, I never thought I was going to be an investor this early in, in my career. I thought, oh, I still have like long ways, lo long years to, to go. Um, like maybe I should create another company. But then realizing how much there was to do in Portugal, uh, like we created the first independent uh, professional funds in Portugal. Um, so having access to capital for the Portuguese entrepreneurs is what can make or break the next 10 years in terms of us coming up with more successful companies. Um, and at the same time, I mean, as an entrepreneur, I really like to spend time with founders that are smart, that are ambitious, uh, that believe they found uh, cutting edge solutions to certain problems. And I was getting a lot, of, a lot of energy from spending time with these people that of course, try to find peers and ask for help in how did you do it? Uh, I mean, like, uh, uh, um, like, can you help me with this and that? Uh, 
So eventually I figured this was the best way to create impact for my company, for my, for my country. I could be in London and be a VC in London and that would be interesting and fun, but the impact I was gonna create would not be uh, 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 close to the one uh, I think I'm having right now in the local ecosystem. So that's, that was one of the reasons why I, I, I moved to the investment side. Now, um, of course, you're an investor, not a, a philanthropist in, in, in the strict sense of the word. So your main concern, obviously, is having return on your investments. Uh, now, the, the topic we are discussing here is, um, are unicorns going to, to go extinct? If anyone is interested in making sure that they don't, it's you. So mm -hmm. what's your take on that, on that question? Uh, of course. I mean, as pretty much everything in life, a system works if incentives are aligned. And in regards to investments and, and, and VC, uh, we need to make sure that's the case. When we are investing in a company and when a company is getting investment from a VC. So just so founders understand, because I spend a lot of time explaining this to people that approach us for, for investment. I have a fund, let's say 50 million. Uh, I need to return in 10 years, I need to at least return, like if, if to do good, I need to return the fund at least three times to my investors. So I need to make 150 million, like, but minimum, I need to return the money. So 50 million, I, I'm supposed to return that money to my investors. Because investing in startups is very risky. Uh, like I assume I'll invest in 20 companies and one is gonna do very well and be a unicorn. And the remaining ones are probably gonna die, not fulfill the expectations, like, and, and, and not return the capital that I invested. So I need this company that's successful to give me back 50 million. So when the company is sold, I need to, 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 to return, uh, um, I, I need to get 50 million back. If I have 10% of the company, like I've invested early stage, then the company went on to raise subsequent rounds of funding. Um, when for in an exit, if I have 10%, that means the company needs for me to, 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 to get 50 million, the company needs to be sold by 500 million. And every single company we invest in, we need to believe that company is going to be sold by minimum 500 million. That's why these unicorns, that's why we talk so much about unicorns is because it's the only way the math is going to work for my fund. I can return the money to my investors. They will keep giving me money and I'll be able to raise more money to put more money into the system. So when, when entrepreneurs come to us and they want to raise money, it's very important that they understand this is a big game and it's a game of either you go big like, or for me, that's not that interesting. If you just multiply the money by three, like I invest a million, like you, you give me 3 million back. I mean, that's not enough. I need you to multiply my capital by 50 or 100 times. Uh, and that's the game we are playing. As long as incentives are aligned, we are fine. Like, as I mentioned, like it, it's how life works, but it's very important for founders to understand uh, that raising money from uh, a VC investor comes with his expectation. And it takes 10 years, usually, to, to, to make it happen. So it's, it's a very, very intense uh, uh, game uh, we are playing here. 
Yeah, definitely sounds like it. Now, um, of course, we have uh, we're going through very difficult times at the moment uh, with the pandemic and 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 COVID. Is this what advice do you give people who are thinking of of getting into this business at the moment? Is this a time to lay low, let the storm pass, and then try and get on their feet, or is this an opportunity and is now the time to strike? So I always look at the bright side of things. So clearly, I see the opportunity, uh, and I think. Uh, um, like these days, there's so many problems that technology is solving. Um, there's so many opportunities in online delivery, e-commerce, direct to consumer, uh, education. Uh, our life is changing fundamentally. Uh, the way we go to school, the way we consume content, the way we work, uh, the way we shop, like all these sectors are being fundamentally transformed. Uh, I see lots and lots of opportunities, but of course, right now, it's a little bit more challenging to raise money. It's a little bit more challenging to get people to join your company because everyone is afraid of changing jobs. Um, things are more difficult, like online advertising is becoming uh, 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 very competitive because suddenly everyone advertises online. Think about the huge retail budgets that were invested offline. Those are coming online. Startups are being uh, are having like difficulties in paying because there's so much competition for a limited time frame of, of, of consumers. There's several challenges, but I think in crisis is the best time for you to start a company. And um, like TalkDesk was a little bit started during crisis time. Um, like we were not thinking about how difficult the, the, the economic situation was globally. We were very focused in solving that and taking advantage of the opportunity. Um, so like, just look around, think about the problems that are still to be solved. And if you believe you can be the one uh, uh, bringing a good solution, executing on that, uh, uh, and if you have the drive to do it, this is the best time to, to start a company, I believe. Okay. Now, of course, many of the people who are watching this will be hoping that you let out some, some nuggets of advice so that they can try and follow in your footsteps. So what do you have to say to people who, who want to, to get started into this world? Well, I mean, like, it's difficult. Um, it's difficult, uh, but it's very, very rewarding. Uh, personally, like you learn so much, you meet amazing people, you, you, you have the pleasure of choosing who you want to work with. So that's very important. Uh, like pick a great team. The team is the most important thing. Go find the right investors. Don't just take the first money uh, that aligns in front of you. Uh, that's one of the biggest mistakes uh, founders do is get the wrong partners on board. Uh, I mean, I can compare it with a marriage because it's, it, it, it's, it's really that. Um, you're going to choose a partner for life for the next 10 years of, of your entrepreneurial journey. So really pay attention to that. Now, uh, do you have any specific advice for women looking to start up in, in, in this business? Because uh, I've seen from other things that you've written and, and talked about you had some particular challenges that you may not have faced if you were a man. Is that correct? I guess it happens with everyone. But, but, but if we decide to focus on uh, those, uh, then we will probably be trapped in that, oh, poor me, like I'm a woman. So maybe it's more difficult. So I've always 
chose to focus on what I can control. I mean, like, quick story. I remember at TalkVesk, like, we implemented, like, a lot of uh, uh, solutions with big customers. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a networks engineer. We would go and I knew technically why something was working was not working, but no one would take my word seriously because they thought, I mean, like, you're not, you're not supposed to be talking to me technical. So you have two options. Either you say, okay, poor me, or you say, you make fun of the situation a little bit and you bring in someone that can solve the problem, right? So. Uh, I would bring one of my, of, of my colleagues, I would uh, transform that into a little bit of a funny situation and I would move on. So uh, we should focus on the things we can control. And especially during this pandemic time, I think women need to learn how to not be perfect at certain things. I mean, it's very easy to go default to do uh, 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 house chores or take care of the kids or uh, uh, try to be perfect at every single aspect of our lives. And I think we need to learn that it's not possible if you wanna have a career and have everything in your life controlled. So we need to think, we need to learn of let go some of the things, not be in control um, and work on our confidence. Like if, if uh, 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 women really need to work on their confidence. Now um, you've been of course, extremely successful professionally. Um, and you were talking here about having to let go of certain things. Um, has this come with a cost for you in terms of your personal life, for example? And at the end of the day, do you feel that it was worth it? Mm -hmm. Tough question, of course. So uh, uh, one, one of the reasons why I, I, I decided to, to, like, to, to move away from the operational role uh, that I had at TalkFest was that my life was a little bit of a mess. So I dedicated every single thing, thing I had, every single minute, uh, of my life during those years to the company. I don't think that's uh, uh, sustainable at all. And, and that was one of my biggest lessons. So of course it came at a cost. I don't regret it, but it's not sustainable. There will be uh, 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 times in your life where, okay, I'm gonna work as much as I can because the opportunity is so big that, I mean, like I really need to take it. Uh, but as a long-term choice, uh, people really need balanced lives and, and to take care of themselves. Okay, I'll give you one final question. We've just got a few seconds until we wrap up. So many people we see moving away from Portugal said now people are starting to move back from, from abroad to Europe. Why is it that you chose to stay? Portugal is a great country, super safe, amazing people. There's so much to do here. Uh, and I'm not sure I totally agree with you. I see more people coming back and moving here from abroad than the ones leaving. Um, so, I mean, like maybe next year has having that conversation, you, you, you'll have a different opinion. Maybe, maybe. And with those upbeat and very positive words about uh, Lisbon, we, were to, we moved this uh, back to Lisbon, back to uh, Web Summit Lisbon. Thank you very much for being with us and we hope you enjoyed the rest of the Web Summit. Thanks for listening. And if you want to hear more about these topics firsthand, or you want to let us know what you want to hear, be sure to check us out on any of our social media accounts or visit websummit.com. That's websummit.com.